Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Yeah, you know every single thing Everything. that's going in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. So that's kind of the, where that's, you know, and I've had chefs come in and they'll stage. It's a French word that means you come in and you work to, to see if you can hang. You see if you can make it in there. And, <laughs> right. um, and I've had bunches of guys come and go. And then I've had guys that have come in and after 30 minutes just grab their knife bags and be like, you guys are nuts. Like no one, no one wants to work this hard, you know, wow. because most guys and most, you know, right now my world's been focused around sushi for quite a bit so most sushi bars that you go to when you walk in they may have like a one fresh loin of tuna that comes in but the hamachi they serve is a vacuum sealed frozen bag called buri hamachi that comes from japan it's they slice open the bag they put it into the case their snapper is not snapper it's called izumidai and it's a tilapia and it's frozen in a filet already cleaned open up the bag put it in the case (sighs) Their shrimp wow. comes in already butterflied, no origin, no one knows where it's from, goes in the case, wow. you're done. So you, you can go down the line and see in the bar that they're giving you Atlantic salmon, they're giving you frozen right. whatever. There, There's no sense of pride. The, the sushi chef is not there. And what it is is it's the last term. It's called um, uh, ADD. It's affirmation without discipline causes delusion. And what it is is that when you have these chefs that don't know what they're doing and they stand at a bar and they make you a California roll with uh, imitation crab, which is a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, have you guys talked about that or know no, about it? No, not yet. Okay. But I did. I ha- okay, go ahead. Let me just two seconds question. on it. Yeah, yeah. Im- imitation crab is a product that was developed by the people who fish for pollock. Pollock is a fish that's caught up in the northern Pacific uh, by Alaska and the Aleutian Island chain. And the imitation crab and the fish sandwiches and everything has become so globally consumed that um, what is uh, bycatch? It's the accidental catch of species that are discarded back into the sea. So to catch pollock all year, the amount of legally accepted bycatch is 80,000 80, salmon. 80,000 big, beautiful, healthy, perfect salmon are caught, kill, captured, and killed and then thrown back into the sea every year because they're after the pollock and they can't find a way to capture them without every once in a while getting a few of the salmon into their capture. Okay. So they didn't do anything with the salmon? No, they, they, mm-hmm. they see them and they, they, they are struggling and usually wounded and thrown back overboard because the boat only can hold so much fish and they don't want to hold fish that they can't wow. have oh. a license to bring to market. Mm-hmm. Let, let alone the pollock is then butchered you know, uh, at a factory and then it's mulched like like lawn mulch and then laid out and then bleached with ammonia to get it white oh. and then they add red number two and yellow number one and all the other dyes to it to give it the imitation crab wow, look never again then they bring it back <laughs> and then they they then they pr- squeeze it into bags and chemically preserve it and then put it into the market and that's what everyone so is eating all over the world it's like the big mac of yeah seafood. it is it's like euro meat actually because yes. at the slaughterhouse you just hose it down into one corner of the the Ugh. slaughterhouse yeah. then you grab it then you like kind of mold it put it on that giant kebab thing and you cut it oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the what about bad calamari okay. kaleo told me that they use pig anus yeah some places can use pig anus for calamari am They're, i wrong chef well i mom are you hearing this <laughs> yeah um <laughs> 
I I would have to see some info on it. I am not quite sure, but but I have my own problem with calamari, which is very very real, which is just as disconcerting or whatever the word is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that so? We call calamari in California. It's called market squid. And if you go onto the California Department of Fish and Game and the Wildlife website, you can see that the number one protein that we capture out of the ocean is squid, especially on the West Coast. It's like a okay. so this is a eleven last three years ago when I had a meeting down at Scripps or Noah or whatever the the guy was there and it's um the number one protein it's a eleven billion it might be now twelve or thirteen but it's eleven billion dollar industry of squid, right? So all your calamari on your plates it's a global business of eleven billion a year and what's um the problem is is that we're capturing all the squid that's here on our west coast but because we don't have the ability to process it what they do is all the boats that you'll see right here when you're down here in oceanside out Mm -hmm. here you see the big lights out front bringing in the squid and they capture them they all have to be taken up to long beach and landed in long beach and then they're shipped into these big frozen containers and they're frozen and then because it's too expensive for the fit, for the squid company to process them here in California, oh. right? Oh. So what they so do- So where do they take them? They freeze them and they send them on boats, right? So you're looking at what, three weeks? Wow. Boats across to China. And then, oh they, then they defrost them, right? And then they clean them. And then they package them up and they freeze them again, right? And then now what they do is that they're smart. They're like, what? They're like, this is really good squid, way better than what we're getting. So what they do is they keep it all, and they send us back their Chinese squid on boats, frozen, <laughs> back over to us. Oh my right. god! That's how it works. And then because the company financing the whole thing is based out of you know whatever port here in California, it'll say California squid on the bag. Oh my gosh! And it's one. Of, I literally had I had a meeting of about three hundred people down in in NOAA at Scripps Institute of Oceanography and. Um, it was a symposium there, and it was about market squid. And you had people at the, the the scientists and the squid fishermen were arguing about why we're we're robbing the fishermen and not paying them. We're robbing our community of valuable jobs, what we call blue market jobs, right? Right, that are jobs related to this industry. And then we are robbing our people of their what is their right as citizens of their right to the sea, of right of fair, nutritious protein. Nutrition, nutrition is number one, right? And so that whole that whole squid system is completely wrong. It's completely upside down, and it's just one small factor in this whole world of factors all playing against what you and I, you know, having a family or having loved ones and wanting to feed and nourish them, you know, and you, you, you have all this stuff going on. And this is the status quo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is like every restaurant. Yeah. This is every, every, every restaurant every... because they're trying to just make a dollar. Right. This is every restaurant. And that blows me away in the most... I, I'm so happy to hear this podcast because personally, I want to get to the cause. I see the effects. I want to get to the cause. And that takes time. And right. that takes responsibility in order for you not to cheat yourself. Right. Look, there's there's no point of trying to like buy anything organic and then going out and just thinking you're doing well to be healthy when actually you're causing your number one vehicle, your body, horrible harm because you just don't know. 
and that's the thing it's not anyone's fault no it's just we are so mindless that's where it comes we back so to much, education yeah mm-hmm. we're so mindless we're not aware and once that awareness hits like you know after this podcast for me and like hopefully anyone listening right now mm-hmm. when this awareness it's now up to you to figure out like well how much does this mean to me and to me, this personally means a lot because if I'm caring about health so much and if I'm exercising, I'm moving my body, I'm paying attention to the ingredients that I put in my body, why would I skip anything like this? Right. No, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. And it does. And it does go back to to education. And, and one of the things and the philosophies that we hold dear at the restaurant and with all the chefs is that, you know, we take all this time and all this research and all this effort and work every day because we feel that our food is our medicine. You know, and and by serving whole, holy nutrition, like purely good food, this is where where I get thrilled when I have a farmer, Ed Cannon, come in and he drops off and he's like, "Hey, guess what? I have kohlrabi, I have collard greens, I have special heirloom purple daikon radish and the blossoms from the radish, and I have lilikoi and I have lilikoi blossom, and I have you could you know, I mean, the list goes on, and he's bringing it in, and you." It's it changes your life when you start to actually pick something out of the ground or off off of a garden and eat it, and that's that's the nutrition. That's 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 the connection. That's the connection, and that's what I've fallen in love with the Valle Guadalupe for, and that's why we're working more and more on the farm for is because that feeling of where you're literally touching a plant and its roots are going into the soil. I mean, I was up last night late watching a whole thing on root systems and how alive our earth really is especially in hawaii oh yeah you can watch that you can watch it yeah so it's um it's something that's you know i'm trying to spread that out and you know my lady's vegan and um you know my girlfriend and she's a very she's an advocate for animal rights and 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 the humane treatment of them and 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 i agree with her and what i'm trying to do is is look at the okay the popular the percentage of the world that is vegan, mm-hmm. maybe, or in the United States even, you know, you're looking at three, five percent of the population of consumers. And then you look at the other side of it where it's meat eaters, you know, people are just barbecue and they love beef and they love protein and they love those things. And so with my ability, what my expertise is, what I'm trying to do is that I'll, and I learned this from Dave and Waite at the Wrench and Rodent, you know, David's a good oh, friend, yeah. right? Another great place. Another great place. Uh-huh. And, what, and his philosophy, and I was talking about it and he was like, this is what it is. And it's like, so instead of me just addressing a 5% of the population here or another pop, a small percentage here is that what I'm doing is I'm trying to reach out to everyone and I address everyone. And then I'm saying, look, if you're going to eat the proteins of these creatures, then this is where they need to come from. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to eat these vegetables or these type of things out of the, then this is how they have to be harvested. And that you are just as responsible as a consumer as the person it is selling it to you. And that we are um, responsible for this. And I've met with the woman in the world um, that's responsible for all the tuna in the world and what we do with it. And I, and I met this guy, Bob Olson, who's responsible for all the highly migratory species in the world and these individual people who literally report to the United Nations on the status of our world's food. Wow. And um, and meeting with them is, is this thing. It's like you we are in this problem and we can eat our way back out of it. And it goes along with what you're saying about education and it goes along with about your vehicle. This is your one vehicle, right. you know? And so by making these choices here locally and in our lives, it, it does ripple and it does have an effect. And that's why I am um, 
an advocate of the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market, which is here every Saturday in San Diego, where mm. you can buy your fish directly from the fishermen who caught it, where it's a sustainable, the most highly managed fisheries in the world from a sustainable fisherman that's only catching what he needs in season at the right time. Yes. You can literally Beautiful. go onto his boat and pull it off of his boat. Oh, I love so, the, so as a consumer, I yeah. could go down there and, and purchase. Absolutely, yeah. okay. we don't have wow. to be in the restaurant. No, mm-hmm. okay, no, no. Anybody, it's and it's one of the things. It was it, we worked really hard on this, and we had tons of fundraising events and dinners, and we actually, um, I believe, gosh, I'm bad with names, but our governor, our state governor, signed it into law that, and it's the first of its kind, where fishermen are allowed to congregate and sell their catch directly to the public. And that's the mm. first of its kind, and it's the one that's here in San Diego. You ever wonder why that had to be like a lot? That's like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah, that's what well, I want. Wants yeah. Their cut. Yeah. Cut, yeah. Cut out the middleman. Mm. Let me well, talk to the fisherman. Let me, like, you know, really get to that level. Exactly. And and I've sat in meetings with these fishermen. I've uh, The most recent meeting I had was at UCSD Center for Marine Biodiversity and Conservation. And we're working there on a proposal, two proposals, but one of them is a new bycatch. Um, implementation of this new bycatch rules and standards um, in the European Union. So if I was a fisherman in the UK or any of the Atlantic waters over there, if the law there is that everything that I go out and land on my boat, I must keep and I must bring back to market. So if I go out and I'm fishing for tuna, I really hope I catch tuna. But if I accidentally catch anything else, I have to keep it. And once my boat's full, I'm full and I have to go home. To to me, that's always been fishing. Right, right. (laughs) There's so many things. There's so many things here for the common man and uh, and someone just, you know, (laughs) an honest person looking at the situation would be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would we be dissecting these things so much? But it's it's just the way of the world now, and it's it's unfortunate. So what we're doing here is that we're we're saying, hey, hey guys, all the bycatch that you guys are getting, let's keep it. Let's get you paid for it. Let's put gas in your boat. Let's get more money in your pocket, more more food on your table, and we'll figure out how to use it. And you're cycling. And you're yeah. not just eating tuna. You're right. eating other fish, and that's so important Fortune. to me. Yes, yes, cycling your diet is it's it's a must. It is, and 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 we call it eating lower down the food chain. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's really cool because what we found is that these fish, and that's the second proposal we're working on, is we're putting in a kitchen that's connected directly to one thousand scientists. So it'll be a kitchen that will be, be it's, it just broke ground. It's being built in La Jolla Cove overlooking Blacks. And wow. it's part of the Center for Marine Biodiversity and NOAA. And it's a kitchen that will be literally inside the laboratories so that we can utilize the entire creature. Because if you look at uh, a tuna, for example, there's these guys cut the head off, throw it away, cut off the tail, throw it away cut off the collars of the fish which is probably the very my, best part yeah my favorite right they the throw them, throw them away and then they just take the fillets off the fish take cut the fillets throw away the skin throw away the bloodline and just keep this one piece this one particular portion of the fish and that's what they sell but from us obviously because of we grew up in these fish-based cultures where we ate more fish yep and then also uh, as a chef and travel and all these things and the whole utilization of the creature you know the one thing that people don't know about sushi is that it's become this you know it's 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 a high-end thing it became beautiful it's an art form it's all these things but really there's two different ways that it came to be and one of it was late night in in the streets of japan when it, people would gamble and they'd be two or three in the morning and they wanted a quick bite to eat and this was this old fermented fish 
that they would eat with rice before the sushi had evolved. It was just literally like month-old fermented fish that you drink with a beer in the middle of night gambling, right? Hilarious. Which sounds delicious, by the way. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I'm not joking. Yeah. Fermented food for me is number one. Right, and and so good for you. Yeah, right? exactly. Right, good for your gut and all those things. Um, but what it really came from is that, you know, beef is a delicacy in Japan. They have a certain amount of resources in that when people did have the ability in a in a in a nation like that that's facing adversity and has limited resources and it was isolated from the world for so long so this sushi became if you're going to be able to go out and only have maybe one bite or two bites then it was evolved into it being the most perfect the most beautiful particular bite that anyone could ever have oh. would be that one piece of nigiri sushi quality versus quantity exactly if you're going to go out and you can only have one thing you're going to have the very 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 yes. best give right? me seven beers right. but one, one to two bites of the most delicious thing i can ever i have. could have yeah yeah because i can just you know anyway yeah, exactly <laughs> um but um you know it's it's just it's just crazy all these things that have interlocked and and you know become a part of the restaurant and part of what we do and you know the the award that I did bring in today was the most recent yeah, one. Yeah, tell us about and that. And that one is one I'm very proud of because it's uh, 2018 Chamber of Commerce from the city of Carlsbad had their small business awards. And so this is important because it's not a restaurant award, but this is an award for all businesses. So the chamber looked at every business that exists in Carlsbad and in North County, San Diego. And they said, okay, who are the leaders and what what's going on, you know, blah, you know et cetera, et cetera. And so- wow. This was, you know, because we have a, and that's what I wanted to say about the, the correlation between the using the whole creature of the fish. So you use a whole tuna, there's all of it is usable, including the calcium carbonate that makes up its bones, including the visceral organs that can be used for nutraceuticals or pharmaceuticals or dog food or cat food. There's a use for every portion of that fish besides just. Absolutely. What about broth? Right. What, Making yeah, bones. Like bone broth, right. Right. Bone broth, of course. Right. And then even what I've seen a lot of times in Japan is they snap open the vertebrae and there's a little marrow inside and they'll oh, serve you the amazing. marrow with a little soy, whatever. Um, but that process and our mindset, and that's what we do in the restaurant and all these tough, you know, these things I've included here in our conversation. Um, and that's what it is. Sorry. That's what it is representing is that um, our, we're, we, the award is for innovation. So 2018, we are the most innovative business that exists in the city, basically. Uh, duh. <laughs> like everything that you, you've just spilled out. I know I, my mind is blown. Yeah. Uh, my, no, seriously, my mind is blown. But not only that, like, um, on behalf of the world, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying this. Thank you. Thank you for being able to find the causes of all of these things and being able to reverse engineer yeah, our that, food. That's exactly what, mm. that's, I mean, man, you couldn't have put it more beautifully, you know? That's really what we're, we're having to do. But it's, it's interesting because it's been, it's not, you know, it, it's like, it's personal. It's, it's, you know, my aunt who has psoriasis who stopped eating gluten and it cleared up. So regardless of how many people have it or don't, or the, the misconstrued ideas about it, when I see someone in my life affected by it, make that change and have it be a solution, then I will honor that. I see it and it's a real thing, you know? And mm -hmm. then I see people, um, you know, about ethical treatment of animals and, and in my life personally with my girlfriend or in with my grandmother who's a Humane Society founder and these things where there is a right way to do things, you know? And, well and said. So, and, and if it's, you know, if you're wanting, I've done events with um, 
the bone broth. I have a book out that has a recipe on the bone broth in it. Um, it was with a woman. Oh, man. Hayes is her last name, and I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll look it up, we'll and we'll put it in the show I'll notes. Put it, yeah, I'll put I have it, no right. idea. I'll connect okay. it, yeah. And we did a bone broth recipe because um, doing a fish stock, right, that has the skeletal uh, parts of the fish, usually the heads and the skeleton of the fish, you get literally, you, you can heal your own mind by consuming the bone broth, especially from these fish. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. And, and there's another level to this that's... Um, the healing yourself with food you know and it's something that is really real and i've witnessed in my own life and i believe that people can really heal themselves and are you know how do we fix all these problems well if you make these right decisions and you educate yourself on them and you choose what you're putting in your body you can repair your body and heal it and you can also heal your local community and your local environment by doing these right things. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to Kona and it all goes back to the Big Island and the Hawaiians. And that pond. <laughs> and that pond, yeah. who, who mm-hmm. the Hawaiians were the most brilliant, resourceful culture in the planet is my, as far as I'm concerned because they fashioned everything that they needed for their lives from plants. That was it, everything they Hawaiians needed. Hawaiians are brilliant. Next level. Next level, you know. They're I mean, next level. Next, I, still, yeah. I still tell the story to this day about, you know, I see all these weddings and I go to the Hawaiian stores and I see the kukui nut lays, you know. And in my class, I spent hours where I was reading books and seeing the kukui nut candle, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the importance of giving someone a lay because of the kukui nuts because they illuminated your life, you know, and all these things. and. So, I mean, I guess like that's like the level I'm vibrating on and operating on where, Perfect. It, where it's like there's a sincerity and an intimacy there. And it's just my biggest thing now is that I just have a lot, I, I've got to learn to say no to a few different projects so I can actually, <laughs> you know, stay on the right level. What's interesting too, um, vibrating by the way is my favorite word. What's interesting too is uh, now that Oceanside is where I live, mm. being from Hawaii, the two are incredibly synergistic Mm. in the sense of i i feel good in both places and they're the only two places throughout this country that i could live yeah straight up it's north county and hawaii Mm. it's amazing and then not only that but people like you who so i've always told people this certain islands speak to you Mm. you know some islands yeah maybe not your jam but then there's certain islands that just like you know what you're in the right place at the right time and you're going to learn a bunch. Yeah. And that's what the big Island was for me as well. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a fantastic, it's just good to know that, you know, you have those, uh, big Island roots, just like the two of us. Yeah. But we find ourselves in North County, California. I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a wild ride, you know, mm-hmm. but I do feel, you know, I mean, there's just something bigger going on you know absolutely there's something there bigger is. going the on the invisible yeah. is so much bigger than the visible <laughs> yeah i agree i love the concept that you can heal yourself with food yeah because i've done that i on a previous podcast i talked about my journey with well, that, tell, tell healing myself out. yeah please well i i had an, an undiagnosed head um disorder basically mm. disorder of the fifth cranial nerve and they finally di- di- said it was trigeminal neuralgia. I asked if it was anything that I had to do with food or nutrition or, you know, right. whatever it was. And they said, oh, no, not at all. So they just kept medicating me, medicating me. And of I course. kept a, a food journal. And one day, you know, I had this episode. 
and I decided I'm never taking these medications again. And I looked at my food journal and saw that it was chicken and, and turkey mm-hmm. at the time that I was eating uh, was kind of a, a catalyst to these horrible headaches. Mm-hmm. So I stopped eating a lot. But even though it was organic, it still yeah. had a, a level of Absolutely. hormones in it. And um, so that's what got me into holistic nutrition. Becoming a nutritionist was just stopping that. I never had a headache again after yeah. that. I mean, regular headaches, but not my my bad no, ones. No, these headache chefs were like the ones that would be like, do you remember that Van Gogh painting where it's the guy doing this? <laughs> yeah. That's right. actually the the logo of this whole disorder. It's neuralgia. Mm-hmm. It's, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a crippling, screaming, yeah. like murder pain. Yeah. But I'm allergic to antibiotics, so it makes sense that I was in, ingesting that. And there Which you goes go. back to the FDA yeah. and the USDA uh, about, no, we can call it this, all natural. We can call it organic. But all those loopholes, because there's so much money and there's so much lobbying going on, you really have to pay attention to what you're doing to yourself. And like you said, healing yourself with food Every person is their best own physician. But you can it also, really on the other side out. of that, yeah. you can poison yourself with food. Uh, trust me, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen it. With pig anus and, and ammonia <laughs> I, To tell you the crab truth, I'd rather, have, I'd rather have really good sourced pig anus than any of the calamari chef. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, it's Chinese it, calamari. It, it just yeah. that sounds know. like a band, by the way. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to have a side <laughs> first, first single. Yeah, pig yeah. anus. Pig anus. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're Chinese calamari. It's our first single, pig anus. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, shifting the gears just a little bit because I do want to talk about the Charles Kenneth. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, tell us about that. It's a speakeasy. Yes. I think it was probably the first one in North County. Yeah. Well, it what it was is basically, you know, I growing up here when I was a little kid, um, you know, I was born at Tri-City Hospital. I grew up around here. And my mom has been a piano player, been a professional pianist, and now an instructor forever. And so I was always going to different parts of the city with her. Or, you know, friends from church here would take us out surfing and this and that. So, you know, familiar with everywhere. And I would see the building at Carlsbad, at the Neiman's building. And have Thanksgiving there. I just knew a lot about it. And then I had friends that worked there when it was like back in the day and it was crazy. And they would always take me down into that space that was now the Charles Kenneth. And mm-hmm. I would always be like, well, what is this place? You know, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, it's the employee lounge, man. You know, and I was like, all right, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we did at the building the land and water, you know, when I got that lease and I got that space, I, what, you know, it was like that spot chose me. And I went down and I have, I mean, blood, sweat, tears, and, more resources than I care to think of have gone into that space and to get it going. It was, you know, it being so old that, you know, you, when you do go into the Charles Kenneth, if you look at the floor, just so you guys know, it looks great. It looks like an antique, cool little cement, whatever. But the reality is, is that the entire plumbing that was put in 132 years ago was just completely disintegrated. So I had to figure out a way with engineers to rip the entire foundation and basement out of the building. Oh and put gosh. in a new one without it be demolishing on it or falling on in on itself, you know. Wow. So it's crazy. But what it was is that it originally was in 1917 and 1932, 33, um, William Bubb uh, Kettner owned the space. And there's a big debate on whether or not it was really a speakeasy at the time. It's been in a bunch of magazine and a bunch of stories about it. And the reason why is that the gentleman who owned the place who – just happened to buy the place and turn it into a restaurant the year that prohibition went into effect, which is a little hmm. interesting. Um, <laughs> he says that there was never a fucking whatever speakeasy down there, and he denies that it was ever there. 
the funny <laughs> thing course. is, right? There's two. Th- the funny thing is, is that there are actually interviews with him uh, online everywhere that where he's being interviewed and he says, yes, of course there was a speakeasy there. And then I actually found the here in town the bootlegger, the guy who delivered booze to the speakeasy when it was open. No way. Yeah, and we have <laughs> we have awesome. his pictures on the wall in the Charles Kenneth, and it's um, I believe it's his grandson and his son that are still here now that said. Of course, there was a speakeasy there. I would go with my dad, and we would drop off. Like over those years, we dropped off thousands of gallons of booze to that space during Prohibition. And he's and their joke that's in the quotes in all these magazines is like, "What did he drink it all himself?" Yeah. You know, it was like inhumanly possible. That's great. So it's really cool. There's controversy about it, but yeah, it really was a speakeasy spot. And there's a button that's still there today where they would have a window with a lookout, and they would press the button and buzz it when the cops or someone was coming. Um, so that they flip all the tables over and there was a tea room down there and there was a you know all these cool hidden corridors that we've kind of you know we've cleaned them up and left them how they are but um so it's an original speakeasy it's not a concept it really was a speakeasy all that time ago and then it was a wine cellar for the twin inns and then as the different companies came in and out of there it just got lost in time and when i went down there i dug through um, you know, years and years of different histories of the spaces as we dug and removed more debris. Um, but we did find some really cool stuff down there. We found um, like uh, old revolver. We found uh, old <laughs> cigarettes. We found uh, like flapper style headbands and dresses and wow. uh, cases and cases of old mason jars. And you I mean it was pretty darn evident that people were down there having a good time you're basically like my indiana jones right <laughs> yeah. Now. yeah yeah that is great yeah. so so the charles kenneth is an original speakeasy but you've created a new one mm-hmm. and it's directly downstairs from your restaurant yeah it is and i've i there is no door there's no i'm sorry there's no there is a door of course <laughs> um but there's no signage and we've worked really hard to keep unless you've been there before you know we keep it under wraps and uh, it, we do change the password every day and i have um i have the original brothers who founded malafua security up here you know probably i mean they were the security guards at my high school and now and so and and one of them uh, eddie fasamala he, uh, he used to coach football at carlsbad high i mean these guys are icons in the community already and then now they're my main men that run the door and handle security down there um everything is period correct I had a, a great friend and customer of mine that is an antique dealer that when he heard what I was doing, he said, oh, man, he's come out to my property. I have shipping containers full of antiques. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, incredible. So yeah. so the so a, it's like dated correctly. It is. Yes. So all it is a period correct spot. So the, the staff, the bartenders, everything is 1920s period correct. Even lately, my hostess is full flapper gear head to toe. Awesome. Um, the... All the chandeliers, all of the wood, I sourced it from homes that were built in the 1900s, uh, Wurlitzer pianos from 1908, uh, Victorian saloon mirrors, cranberry glass chandeliers. All these things are original from the time period, even some that we had to rewire from oil burning into electric. Um, and then the bars been it's the original bar that was there 100 years ago, basically, I think about 90 whatever years. And we've redone it. and. The only thing we did is added custom stainless steel and scuppers into the top of it. So now it's a custom bar and the, the drinks are made right in front of you. Mm-hmm. We also make all of our ice cubes out of the Carlsbad alkaline water. So we're showcasing <laughs> we, our ice program. This is so great. All yeah. of the... By the way, for, for, for those listening, if you don't know what the Carlsbad alkaline water well is, it's 
the best tasting water. It's actually naturally alkaline. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, there's no process in it. I think it's 8.4 the pH. Mm -hmm. And it is fantastic. And the line to get this water to fill up your, your three or five gallon jugs is incredible on some days. Usually on Sundays when everyone is hungover, it is a long <laughs> line to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, how, how often is uh, the Kenneth open? It's, uh, it's closed on Sundays and Mondays. Um, and then through the week, it opens at six o'clock on Tuesday through Saturday. And on Friday and Saturday, it'll be open till 2 a.m. So nice, nice. it's definitely, um, but that's the one thing that people get a little frustrated about. I mean, I, as a bar owner, I love the fact that there's a waiting list and a line of 150 people trying to get in there. Right. Um, but I also want to be a good host and, and accommodate them. And the, the space itself is only big enough to hold about 45 people. And, and when you think about it, you're like, okay, I'm actually going to go into a speakeasy that's exactly like it was in 1920. So it's not a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder bar. It's not loud. It's not, it's not out of control. Even when it's full, it still feels like there's not too many people in there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's private. And there's all these tables that are like hidden back through the corridors where you can, we're dug into the foundation of the building. So it looks like you're in an old, like a, there's a place in Paris called Cabo de la Hachette, the cave on La Hachette Street that was built in the 18, 70, 90 or whatever. And it's like the exact same walls of the river cobblestone. That's, I love it. You know, it's so, so, so cool. it's so it's yeah. super cool vibe yeah. it's period correct and um i named it after my grandfather to kind of honor him and uh give him uh he has a drink you know i mean i fished with him for 30 years and he was such a i mean literally a living legend um you know he's the type of guy that would go to the hospital and you know for thyroid cancer or you know prostate cancer and he beat all that and you know he just kept going <laughs> and then he'd come home and he'd be you know with his tag still on his id bracelet on from the hospital he'd be going over the bar and pouring himself a you know a vodka soda or whatever <laughs> i love it you know? this is so madman style <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a madman exactly uh -huh. a madman style so um just legendary guy and um you know so i was really proud to you know this award where I, i've gotten a you know congressional recognition here um i'm sure he'd be proud you know absolutely so, so yeah that's that's the deal the charles kenneth you can go on to um our instagram is the captain charles kenneth and you can find the passwords there every day we have the charleskenneth.com website um and then it's connected to the land and water website and uh you know i, I obviously i'm a, a business owner and a, and a hard-working restaurateur and a chef but i really i mean my main thing is that I just really wanted to make good food. I just really wanted to do Ian and Chef Allen and all these guys proud and show people that there's a new way to do things and it doesn't have to be, you know, smoke and mirror where I'm putting 24 karat gold flakes on my food. It can just be really <laughs> straightforward, good Clean food. food yeah. And that's kind of the way to do it. And, you know, so that's what I've been doing. It's safe to say that everyone's proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Really. No, this is really like, a, this is so fantastic. And not only that, I mean, the information on this podcast is invaluable. And this Absolutely. is the reason why Melanie and I want to do this. It's yeah. because we can bring awareness and allow people to know that no one is in charge of them. They are the only person in charge of them. That's right. And so you make your choices and you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that is my favorite thing about life. It's free will. It is. Free will is my favorite thing. However, we um, sometimes, uh, we don't see um, or we're not aware or we're not mindful of what else is out there. And we kind of become complacent with what just the status quo is. So to have an opportunity like this to understand and grow more, that means the world to me. 
Yeah, and take our power back. I mean, we have That's such it. a huge opportunity to vote with our dollar. Yeah. You know, where as a consumer, where are you putting your money? Where are you? Who are you supporting? And are you healing the nation, the world, or are you healing yourself, or are you poisoning the world? Uh, most likely, yourself? yeah. It's like, you know yeah. what? I can't believe that all these years I've been paying to make me ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. I've oh, been no. Paying just... to make me ill. That is not okay with me. No. <laughs> I mean, you really want to get upset about something? You have to imagine that there are these giant floating factory ships out on the ocean that fish 24 hours a day nonstop where they fish capture it freeze it processes it and offload it and they never leave the sea they just stay in perpetuity working and those ships are created by our tax dollars so our tax so we are paying in our taxes to pay to create these vessels that are in turn then over depleting our resources and then creating products that are making us sick so if the demand is not there (laughs) then hopefully those will shut down and our tax dollars will go right. to something right. so a if, lot more exactly. beneficial. So if you're the same thing where you're, you know, when you have to demand that I want to just, and it's this weirdest thing because when you ask someone, well, where did where did this come from that I'm about to put into my body that I'm going to that metabolize, I'm for. that I'm paying for? Mm-hmm. So it's a, I agree 100%. And, it, and, and the more you look at it, the more upset you can become. And that's what leads to the motivation to really find that, that be the sleuth and really find the answers. And I mm-hmm. like what you just said. Let that be inspiration. Yeah. So take that anger mm-hmm. and let it motivate you to, to get somewhere better. Yeah. That, get to, that's how you use anger. Yeah. Don't use it negatively. No, you know? that's no. how you use it. You say, let I'm, it motivate you yeah. to change the world like you're doing with land and water. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and I, I real quickly, you know, mm-hmm. studying more on nutrition. I mean, did you find a solution of, of is it you're just avoiding those particular things, uh, the poultry and, or, or is it? Oh, for my headaches? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I stopped cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really need that. Yeah. I well just played. stopped eating because I didn't eat red meats before. I just had, you know, poultry and fish. Yeah. And I stopped eating poultry because it was kind of between, you know, 15 minutes to 30 minutes after eating it, I would start to get a headache. And I never really put that together. Mm. Um, but being allergic to antibiotics, it made perfect sense. And mm-hmm. all the doctors were saying, no, that's ridiculous. Take these pills. So yeah, once I stopped, then I, I never had one of those headaches again. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. No money in it for yeah, them. This was like that's 15 why. years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One more question. Are you open Mondays? I am open on Mondays. <gasps> <laughs> the only restaurant that's open Mondays. I'm open on Monday. I'm open from 3 until 5.30 for happy hour. Okay. And then my dinner menu starts at 5.30. Because today's Monday. Oh, oh good <laughs> call. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, good call. On you. Yeah, let's go eat awesome. some food. Oh, my gosh. Can... So thank you so much for blowing my mind and yeah. giving us all this information. We also, if you want to look on the, on the website for the Land and Water Co., Dot com. So Land and Water Company at C O. Show note and that, babe. Mm-hmm. What's that? Show note that. Yes, show notes. Okay. There, there's so much more about you and your awards and your restaurant and your the, uh, all the employees there. I mean, there's oh, some like great- Ashley. Yeah. Can I just take oh, a yeah. yeah? Can I take a quick break to shout out to Ashley because she came on um, the podcast and she, she was the it. Amp Coil podcast. Yep. Yeah. Talk. Thank you. Talk about healing yourself. 
This mm-hmm. girl's so proactive. And so this is the kind of energy that is attracted to the land and water. She's, yes. Yes. And so I love this. Yeah. And she's, yeah. she's actually the one who was like, after she did the podcast, she was like, oh man, you know, you got to go over there and hang out, you know? And I was like, awesome. I already know that they're super cool. Right <laughs> <laughs> we go way back. Like, I used to crash on the Vista couch. The party house was the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I think you actually gave us that book, The Tattoo. The oh yeah 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 I yeah. think you gave us that book oh, a long time I ago. Remember, I think I read that in, to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll put that in the show notes too. There's okay. tons too. Yeah, there's another one. There's a great, uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. It's called The Perfect Protein, um, and it's a really great book about understanding fish and how our body metabolizes it and mm. why, um, you know, if if you are going to choose to uh, eat an, eat any animal protein, that the, uh, why the fish protein is particularly good for us. Um, and also there's another big thing about, um, sushi and sashimi and when women are pregnant and it's one of the, my biggest frustrations cause I have done the research and found that these stories and the, um, studies that were done that saying eating the sushi or eating raw fish was bad for you, um, are not true. And there's, mm. um, a really actually great, great reason is that fish is the easiest protein and easier than most plants, even for our bodies to metabolize. And that because they are so rich in the omega threes, it's basically the, the the what we need for our brains to function and to grow. Um, while women are pregnant, it's really highly recommended that they eat fish and and also it sounds interesting, but also octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, these are well. I mean, I know that the mercury scare is what. Right. You're like. So if you're eating stuff like anchovies or sardines, right. where they're not eating a lot of other fish, so right. the mercury level drops. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's tons of things that you can right. eat that are great. And, and anyway, oysters. Um, yeah you know b12 that's massive that's my favorite b12 source yeah tons of zinc any of those anyway Mm -hmm. that's um it's just stuff that's super good for you and even um the salmon roe the caviar the fish eggs that come from not atlantic not atlantic salmon roe right not atlantic (laughs) but um if you can um there's a bunch of bristol bay uh, um there's a bunch of places that out out of alaska and, and and when they're in season it's available further or closer to us but um it is the of all the food that exists on our planet naturally that fish egg is the highest level of omega-3s and the it's like you're talking about the fish oil if we want to go back to that Mm -hmm. so yeah fish oil capsules that they sell is horrible Mm -hmm. the reason why is that it may not necessarily be from the salmon but that we spoke of earlier but it's that what they're doing is they're flying in all these different fish from all over the world and processing them and creating this Mm -hmm. fish oil product um, if you were to go down to the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market and ask them for one Jack mackerel, which is the Aji, the, Sp- okay. the Spanish, Spanish mackerel, mackerel right? Yeah. One order of that nigiri style will basically quench your fish oil need, no problem. Mm-hmm. And if you Absolutely. get a sashimi of it, um, but it is, but it also is true, and that's what also what the book states about these oils from the fish that they are something that our bodily is 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 actually designed to intake because it is so good for us optimally. Yeah exactly so i mean so we're both basically right on that it's like we both need to get after it and then figure it out and doing it the right way absolutely yeah. well for me especially on the road yeah I need, I, yeah and i don't trust fish when i'm like in oklahoma uh, let's just yeah. say that right yeah and so th- that's why this fish oil. however melanie says like yeah i do source everything that i buy as far as supplements go but you're absolutely right because the oil could the fish oil could be oxidized and if you're taking oxidized fish oil you're doing so much more damage to your body than just not taking it yeah that's really it that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
wow, you guys, we killed it. Like this is like in depth the whole way. I know this is really exciting. <laughs> it's kind of intense. You yeah, know? yeah. The whole <laughs> way. I was like, all right, I'll just give you what I got. I don't know. You know, it's yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. But um, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to Line of Water for dinner, babe. I know. All right. I know. I'm, I'm, break, I'm breaking my fast <laughs> with some good food. With yeah. some good some healthy pure, stuff. Yeah, some pure nutrition. Yeah. If you awesome. do, if you really, if you guys make it there, um, we have RJ has he's been making a series of pickles lately, and he Ooh. has the. Radis like fermented uh, Japanese grapefruit, lightly sweet, funky, spicy kimchi and, and Japanese radishes. <sighs> that would be like perfect for you just yep, to like to just, come back just in. Just to come that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's settled. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you, Chef Rob. No worries. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. It's my pleasure. Right. Thank you kindly. We'll All right. see you soon. Aloha. Peace. Aloha.